Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Mr. Brian and Allison of MezoFit. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? Excellent. Doing Thank really so well. Much. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited me. to have you. I'm excited to, to dig into what you guys have going on because it sounds like there's a number of moving parts here. But before we get into the, the strategy and the tactics and, and all that comes with running a business like this, tell us first and foremost, guys, when did this all get started? When did you guys think about, I want to open up a business in the fitness industry? Like 2017, I think. <laughs> Um, I've never wanted to open a business. <laughs> um, no, I, I still don't actually. I, I can say that for me, um, the rent method was born out of almost a career bankruptcy. I, I got to a point where, you know, 30 years in, uh, I was, Hey, is it, can I, is there another way? Is there another way? Because as, as much as I had seen great cook develop a, a method where he was assessing and doing all this great stuff. I wasn't seeing default settings change in people. So when we sat down, Allison actually, I was working in Aspen at a club in, um, in Snowmass. And Allison came in as a client, but I quickly learned that Allison had a wealth of knowledge and anatomy and physiology. We ended up just chatting for 60 minutes. And as, as we started to develop this into a, into a full-fledged method, it started with a spin concept. So, um, we, we both, we sat down and we had seen so many people do side laterals and curls on a spin bike and said, hey, this isn't something a cyclist would necessarily do. Is there a way that we can develop uh, some way to work the upper body on a bike inside that would translate to outside? Long story short, um, we started to take that method and look at other parts. Could, could we adapt this concept to personal training? And the concept was, why does the brain allow certain people who have no business being on a bike? go into a spin class and go up to 120 or 110 or to climb hills. I had a client, Jackie, that was, that was that example. She had a fused ankle, couldn't walk regularly, but could get on a spin bike and crush it. My question was, what, what is the, what's going on in the brain there? Why does the brain allow her to do that? But well, that doesn't translate beyond that. So Alice and I got together and just had powwow sessions for so long. She said, hey, Brian, you have the time. Um, she has a full family with three kids and a husband. So I sat down and we started writing out the whole theory. And, and boy, once we started, it mushroomed into this, to what we have today. It, it continually points us in new directions. And, and it's basically based on the concept that um, muscles are very dumb. They don't do a whole lot. They lengthen or they shorten. But fascia has, has absolutely opened up this whole new section of fitness that, that uh, we didn't know was there. And, uh, and here we are, it, you know, we have the certification that's, that's being buttoned up now uh, that we hope will not only help people get where they want to go quicker, um, but we hope it will be used as a sales tool for people in the industry that are sitting there saying, hey, I, I, I'm a great coach, uh, I'm driven, uh, I'm knowledgeable, um, how, do I, how do I be better? Yeah, and, and so in an industry full of for lack of a better term, dinosaurs and people wanting to stay with what works works and we're going to stick with this forever. You guys are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum here, pioneering and, and trying to push industry knowledge a little bit further. 
We hope so. For sure. Within that, obviously we have a brick and mortar location with this. How did you guys decide on the spot that you're in? Well, while we met in Colorado, we were there for a couple of years and then my husband wanted to, you know, move us back to Florida. So this space is available inside a hotel and I kind of said to Bri, at the time we really didn't have a space out in Colorado. So I was like, if I get back there and I could build out this, this studio, you know, we could really develop it and have our, our lab basically yeah. Really fine tune it and, and create all this programming and, and great stuff. So I got back. It took about I think a year and a half to build it out and really you know think about the movements and what the what the concept was going to be and design the space around that. And after a really thorough build out, it's beautiful. It's a boutique. It's small. And eventually, you know, when we when we do uh, approach the commercial side of things, we can um you know invite people into a very welcoming not a gym you know big box gym feeling it's very you know yeah. small and, and pretty sure so within the boutique space at least for now who knows what the future will hold but as the studio stands as you describe it small sort of intimate feel talk to us a little bit about the the service aspect of this typically we'll we'll group people into a couple of different boxes within our industry and this is nothing new to you or anyone listening but we found personal training semi-private group classes online open gym you already mentioned we don't have a, a membership component to this what of those other services do you guys currently employ all of them all of it um well except we really don't ever foresee our classes being huge i mean we've always envisioned when we sure. do do this it's small group training because we like okay. to keep it in that that program. how many are in a group i mean i think we'd eventually like to cap it at we said like a dozen right would be our well, that, the, other than a site class listen i'll, I'll take hundreds you know <laughs> as a yeah, is, i was going to say is I that because of the studio but, size or is that because of the service the service, uh, I think. The service. We, we, as personal trainers, we both are in the same place. And, and I was here in Equinox. And, hey, we have uh, an idea that most people need individual attention, but we're shoving them all into a room. Yeah. And it's very difficult for us to address specific dysfunctions for 30 people. And what people are doing wrong. And if they're, you know, their elbow isn't, we really want people being aligned and really the movement integrity and what they're doing. Sure. And so we wanted to deliver almost what would what I would ter term as a, a more individualized, tailored solution for the person while keeping in mind that there's there's pros and cons to one on one training as well. The, the battle that the industry has been fighting forever is that I only have so many hours in my day as a trainer and mostly everyone wants to train before work or after work and I can only slot so many people in at those times. You guys have sort of circumnavigated that with what is essentially a, a small group still allows for interaction between coach and client, but allows us to serve a little bit bigger of a population within the spacing that we have. Is that right? And that's also our assessment. We do a very short uh, passive, most of it's passive, except for the core test assessment that um, basically looks at your most mobile joints, your ankle, your hip, and your shoulders. Most mobile joints. We find a restriction. Um, we know that that person, we can almost predict your plateau. 
So if I have a rotator cuff that can't uh, externally rotate and internally rotate balanced, um, I know that person's only going to be able to get so far. But if I have that assessment done prior to them going into a class, and I got 15 people in there that I've all assessed, or at least have an idea where their restrictions are, I can go up to Mary and I can say, hey, there's too much knee flexion here. I need a little bit more hip. I can go up to Pam and I can say, you need more dorsiflexion. I can go up to Lena and I can say, hey, you know, don't roll those shoulders. Try to, try to you know, thorend it, uh, extend it the thoracic. So when you have a... The assessment allows us to help be individual in a group setting, mm-hmm. yep. which is something I, you know I learned at Equinox because you know sure. there was, wasn't a single trainer at Equinox that was crossing over into Group X, and that's where that's how I, I crushed it. I went right into that room and started assisting in a Tabata class, and it was just hey, uh, not I didn't necessarily get clients, but my pipeline increased by thirty people a class. Absolutely. And so, I mean, you sort of alluded to what I would categorize as probably the beginning of the sales process with the assessment. I want to take us a couple of steps back here before we can have any sort of conversation about assessment or what type of service is going to make the most sense for you. We have to get people in the doors in the first place. So walk us through the marketing that you guys have used thus far. What's been successful to to grow this business? And now that things are maturing a little bit, what other strategies are you looking at to employ moving forward? So right now, I would say as a business, we're in the R&D phase. We're wrapping up the research and development phase. So with the hiring of Susan Pata and Bob Esquire, uh, Bob uh, helped develop the Equinox training platform. Um, and Susan Pata helped develop not only Trigger Points, but TRX's learning platform. Life she, Fitness. Life Fitness. So she's worked for a bunch of other people and she's finishing our manual both the teacher side because we're going to need um we're going to need people out there to push this and go to conferences and teach it to trainers like the master training guy right the master training portion of that and then she's doing the student version of it like we have the book but right now it's it's very general she's going to make it a little bit more individual um we're probably going to push more commercial um probably next season when it comes to september so we're in south florida summer here is a ghost town so we have this opportunity now and COVID allowed us this opportunity because you've got to take these pandemics and these things that happen to us as an opportunity. We sat back and said, okay, let's develop that revenue bucket. So we have a revenue source right now with the certification. You know, we could charge a couple of hundred bucks for the certification. We can have tiers of the certification and we want to push that out because no one knows what's going to happen in the next year or so. Uh, you know, COVID-30 could come out and shut us down again. But and it leaves us in any gym that decides to take us on as a concept, um, almost COVID proof or pandemic proof or hurricane proof because you can sell a product even if your brick and mortar location closes down. And should COVID you know, stay kind of on the back burner? And we also thought it was nice to give trainers a place where they actually could come and do a live. I think, I think people really like getting back to the live and the camaraderie and working with other trainers and you know, creating this forum under this MesoFit Training Academy where we can actually bring people in and home and house, you know, whether it's a cycling certification that we are in touch now with TRX to, to host you know, master training classes here as well. In addition to all of our great RAMP, you know, sure. the RAMP method yeah. we've created so, uh, yeah, lots of exciting and, stuff. and so you describe this as somewhat in the R&D phase right now. Are you guys taking on clients or is that not happening yet? Well, again, we're, we're, we're trying to be small, uh, almost a little exclusive. So we have a couple of clients now from um, 
Adios Golf Club, very exclusive golf club down here in South Florida. And it's funny, these guys, when, when you work on their golf swing, they don't, they like to be in privacy. They don't want other people looking. They don't like to be in that big gym environment because they're very secretive about their swing, man. They're so type A. So we, we have noticed that uh, a lot of that population down here like to, to be able to come into a club that's exclusively private for them. And believe me, we charge out the nose for that. So um, if, if, that, if they're that exclusive client that wants to come in and be completely private because they don't want other people to see what they're doing, um, we, we provided that. And that's been sort of a little niche for us. Yeah, uh, and it and it helps pay the bills. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Of course, uh, I would like to drive a Ferrari, and Allison would like to go to the moon someday. So we want to make money, and we have to develop the commercial part. But we're confident that once the certification is streamlined and trainers start start sort of soaking this in, what this is and how it can help them and their clients, I think that that's when the revenue will pour in. But um, I don't, you know. We have been to answer your question. We, we we have our social media. We, we do Instagram. We do carefully do some posts and just to show and you know put out there some of our great programming. All these multi joint movements and combinations that we feel are very different than anything else out there. Um, so Instagram and Facebook. We would you know we're we're talking about uh, as we're coming into summer creating more of a digital marketing plan. And I know we do we do the TikTok, but it gives me an anxiety attack. <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of the wild west of, of lead generation. Yeah, right and now. you can tell how old I am because I put the word the in front of it, the TikTok. Yeah. And, the and, and TikTok is an interesting case because anybody that's owned a gym for, for any amount of time can speak of the days of Facebook paid ads and when they would get somebody through the door for five bucks a head. TikTok is kind of in that space right now. And so that'll be, a, that'll be an interesting move for you guys moving forward. And so I guess my question for you here we mentioned a number of certifications and, and continuing education pieces to this. Do you guys consider yourself more in the continuing education business or do you think that you guys will look to push the boutique studio side of this? I think the beauty of what we have here is that we have the ability to really approach both lens. Just because of COVID and, and that you know, world happening, we, we decided to focus more right now on the professional track. Sure. But right there waiting is, you know, for the community, we would love to, you know, be this resource for the community and, um, and develop both, you know, yep. consumer as well as professional. Well, one know. of the challenges, I'm sorry, one of the challenges that I think we face in this area in South Florida here is, is there's a lot of saturation. So we just want to make sure we can define ourselves and find that unique niche. And, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of options for people, boutiques and gyms and everything. And, uh, people just like to, you know, buy these passes and, and class pass and what have you. And they're just popping into a lot of different places and creating that loyalty um, yeah. is, is not easy. for. Right, right. And, and there's so many different options in terms of the financial exchange of delivering the service, right? You touched on class pass or even selling packages, groups of 10, whatever it may be. Uh, and then there's there's certainly pros and cons to everything along the way. And, and I think the interesting part about this is that you guys could go either route. We could go multiple directions and it doesn't necessarily, you don't need to pigeonhole yourself into one or the other. There's, there's a lot of potential here. I, I want to pick your brain about sort of the next step in the process. And, and you sort of alluded to it earlier, the, the sales process, right? Leads are leads. Having leads is wonderful, but it doesn't mean much for us until that sort of converts into a, a paying client. 
Walk us through the sales process. You already said that the first step is an assessment of some sort. What happens between that and someone signing up as some sort of paying client? Um, so the assessment is, uh, let's just say we're looking at the, the hip flexors. Okay. So, uh, you know, going to any gym, you're going to hear a client, uh, a trainer mention, Hey, your hip flexors are tight. Your hip flexors are tight. Um, one of the things we measure that. So it's a passive, uh, it's a passive assessment where we say, Hey, does this have the length that it's supposed to? If it doesn't, I will flip the client over. I'll foam roll their thigh a little bit. I'll turn them back over and show them that in this one session, I've gotten you four extra inches of range of motion in that joint. That is the only time we are going to be able to push that body into a new place out on the floor. So, and it's also an explanation of why that person may not have uh, achieved their goals any prior time other than this. And our, our assessment is an assessment of, is your body going to accept this workout as trauma? Or is it going to accept it as a way to move forward and be better? And if there are restrictions, it is likely that workout is going to be seen by the brain as trauma. So I've always been the type of trainer that says, all right, if in that initial assessment, I do my job right and I, I show this person how I can help them, there shouldn't be a sales. There shouldn't be a, hey, can you give me money now? That person should end that session and say, geez, I've got to continue on with whatever this is. Let's go. So a lot of the ramp method was designed sales-wise as a way to say, hey, let's take the closing percentage and the emotional driving want and the, and the hey, uh, how many times a week can you get here? That's not realistic, blah, 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 part of sales out of it. And it's like the iPhone. You know, the iPhone you know, didn't reinvent touch technology. They just made it sexy. So right. we're hoping that this method in one session, rather than you – what is a personal trainer really doing when you ask for 12 sessions? You're saying, hey, trust me over the next 12 sessions. And at the end, we'll be able to show you a change. Well, you wrote a program for four times a week for that person based on their goals. They're averaging twice a week. You're going to end that 12 sessions with a person that's shrugging the shoulders. And what does the trainer typically do? Blame the client. You didn't get here enough. And I, I, I think it's wrong. I think we have to say, hey, that is a body that wouldn't be very acceptive of a workout anyway because it's loaded with restrictions so it's really the best way to point to that person hey this is where this is what we need to prioritize we need to restore this we need to align it we need to make sure that when you come back next time it's still there and if we can do that we can progress you wherever you want to go so it's a way to say hey um there is a step to this process there are specific protocols that, that we can follow because so many dysfunctions overlap between person to person and we um, give them small, measurable goals. Yep. Keep expounding on that. So it's not about today's workout. It's about today's result. Right. And what result am I going to produce from this person today? Yeah. One interesting thing to, to explore here is the idea of retention. And obviously, it solves a lot of our lead gen issues if we can keep the people we have instead of just constantly hamster wheeling this thing. Is is retention or, or attrition, there's a number of ways to measure it. Is that something that you guys measure as a business? Uh, well, you have to. You absolutely have to. And, and again, it, it's about, so we, we have been developing a um, interview sort of behavioral assessment prior to the physical assessment. And I've, I like behavioral assessments, but you know, like most assessments at the end, that person's gonna say, okay, I suck. <laughs> I suck at moving. 
we don't want that. We want to be able to say, okay, yes, you don't, you, you may not have the movement capacity we like to see, but it's not necessarily your fault. There are, there are restrictions that haven't been paid attention to. So if I have a person with short hip flexors, they're not going to be able to squat on that on the floor, and that squat and lunge is going to is going to look terrible with that person, and they're not going to get very far. So, is there a way that I can get the brain and the body to connect so that they both know we're doing the best for each one of those? And a lot of people have seen foam rollers and and you know rolling sticks, but they really don't know what to do with them. You can buy them at a lot of places. So, we really um, I think have. I've been trying to educate and, and enlighten people and have that light bulb moment where like, oh, this is, what can I do on this? And, and having them do the homework, you know, outside of the space that can just progress them even and accelerate their, their progress that much further and avoid the plateau. That so, so to answer your question, how to, retention is a matter of getting things to happen for that person that aren't necessarily measurable in here. So I'll tell you my favorite story that I tell about my client is when I started uh, with that person, he came in two weeks later and says, I can see the tops of people's heads again. So this guy was so hunched over, I just, just straightened his thoracic a little. And that's the kind of thing we all want to hear as trainers. We don't want to hear, hey, I can lift more today. I want to hear that something in your life outside the gym has improved. You know, I can reach the hot, you know, the top shelf of the cabinet. I mean, that's how you retain them. Um, sitting on the floor and playing with their grandchild well, oh my god you got a client for life and, and if you can take a person out of pain and i know there's a lot of restrictions state to state for trainers about what they can do and what they can't do um if you can if you can help alleviate somebody's pain uh that's a client for life and one work. thing i think is also unique about us and everybody especially in sales and marketing will say well what is your demographic you know who is your target and we really can truly say that whether from the teenager through middle age to a sports enthusiast, um, post rehab, if you're up an injury rehab or um, um, a geriatric, you know, we've really covered this, this spectrum of, of just being able to see results and help people, which is, I think, pretty great. For sure. And so, I mean, retention is is really the name of the game, especially in your space, with it being a little bit higher caliber of a service. Every client we add is that much more revenue. Every client we lose is a bigger hit in revenue as well. And so making sure that we can keep those people using the service, coming in consistently and staying as long as possible is really a, a lag metric of results, really. If they're getting good results, they're going to stay. People pay for what works. And so for you guys, it'll be interesting seeing that moving forward. Our whole conversation has been geared around growing a business in our industry, right? Going from A to B. For you guys, what's the B? What's the, the direction we're trending in longer term? It is to start... A couple of things. One is to start to try to bridge the gap between some of these modalities that are doing great work, but they're not necessarily communicating. So um, physical therapy. We get a lot of clients that come in here from physical therapy, and physical therapy is still using goniometry to measure joint range of motion. Um, we think that in that sphere, what's missing is you're just looking at a, at a part of the body and not... not um, including what the brain's take on this might be. So the next thing for us is to try to, to try to pull people in. So, you know, 10, 20 years ago, there was, there was gym loyalty. 
You know, the, back in the day, man, you belonged to World Gym and you didn't go anywhere else. This is a different time, man. And we're not, we're not necessarily afraid that somebody may come in here and use our service and go 15 other places. And that's what we find down here. People like to bounce from place to place. Hey, this place made my core sore. This place made my glute sore. So ClassPass is allowing them more options to go out. But, you know, we would like to sit in the market as, hey, I got to go, to, I go over to Mezzo because my knee's starting to act up again. And they're going to know how to, how to get me out of that because that knee is going to take them out of the game. Now they're no longer a paid client. Now I got to sit and wait, you know, eight weeks for that person to heal before I can get, um, I can get them back to, to being a revenue source. So it's really trying to avoid those plateaus that kill every business. What kills a personal training business or a group X business? The person that doesn't get results anymore. Bye-bye. Right. right. That loyalty has gone. And, and because of it, we have to be even more vigilant about about keeping um keeping people and keeping yep. people happy certainly um and in an ongoing battle in our industry not just exclusive to you guys for everybody guys that's a that's a really good place to start to wrap this whole thing up but before we sign out of here entirely i want to give you the opportunity to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this what's the website what's the social media where should we send people uh, mesofitboca.com is our website. Um, we have a blog on there and there's multiple blog entries that can give you an idea of what it is that we do. There's multiple workouts. Um, we have uh, more certifications coming out. So we'll launch Ramp Foundations uh, May, maybe early June, and it'll be on Inspire360, which is a platform that streamlines the whole process. You can go on there, you can read on and look at all of our content. You can take our quizzes. You'll get your certification. Inspire 360 will even notify your certification that you took the course here and, and just a great way to, you know, sit down and get all your research. Yeah. Um, we have a, a brick and mortar place that you can come and visit inside a hotel with a restaurant. And if you want to come down and do any of our live seminars, we'll have online seminars. Uh, and the hope is just expansion, not necessarily in the brick and mortar, but in the you know, we could sell to anybody. Ramp Method could go international in terms of who we appeal to and, and who would uh, like or benefit from this product. Yep. I'd like to start presenting as well as some of like the, the forums and conventions as they're re-coming out from COVID too. So yeah. great. Fantastic. Guys, this, is, this has been a bunch of fun. I always really enjoy the opportunity to sort of dig through entrepreneurs' mindsets and, and see what makes them tick I, I can't thank you guys enough. I'm excited to see what the future of this looks like and, and we'll see where it goes for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate Absolutely. you having us. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness arena, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is the one, the only, Brandon Harris. What's going on out of Las Vegas? What's going on, Brandon? How are you? Hey, how you feel? Ready to rock? Feeling great, man. Feeling great. Now that everybody gets started, let's do it. Look, we're excited yeah. to have you on. Uh, and before we dive into the nitty gritty stuff of what you have going on at your facility, Havoc Fitness and Boxing, right? Uh, first, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you get started uh, with the gym in the first place. Yeah, what made me get started is uh, coming out to Vegas, being a professional boxer. And uh, I just beat up everything that was in my way. So that's how I wound up having the name Havoc. I picked that name, Havoc, because I just liked that, that. I felt that that was me. So I just took that name. And after my second year of professional fighting, I just said, I might as well have a gym and called it Havoc City Boxing and Fitness. So I, while I was fighting, I started it through the city of Henderson out here. Wow. Jeez, yeah. a professional fighter. I didn't know that, man. You didn't say that before. That's awesome, man. How long were you a fighter for? Shoot, I was a fighter for a professional fighter for like 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you, you you definitely are what you would call a professional, man. So that's awesome stuff there. And uh, so cool, Brandon. Let's dive into the gym a little bit. So um, if I was to walk into the facility right today and, uh, you know, but, hey, I want to work out, what services uh, would I have to choose from? What would you guys provide? I would provide uh, either I would give you an option of uh, to do, you can do one or two classes for free to check it out to see how you like it because the uh, work ethic uh, that I expect from everybody is uh, still hard depending on your age and level because I don't want to uh, really waste nobody's time. I really want you to get in there, get the workout in. If you like it, you do. If you don't like it, I guess I'm not the one for you. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And um, now at, at this point, I only been open for a little while now. How many members would you guys say you guys are roughly at right now? We have right by now about 150, I would say. 150. Okay. Yeah. And I'll use myself again, right? So like, let's say I choose from one of those services, right? Uh, what would me as the average customer have to pay to get started? The average uh, person, if you, I would recommend it to do the open classes. They can do that three nights a week. And then right now, that's 185 a month. Cool. Cool. That's, that's fair enough, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could come three times a week. And Monday and Fridays are the long days. It's a little bit longer than an hour. So, uh, yeah. so we be getting, yeah, we be getting it in. And they learn boxing. So you don't have to yeah. be, like, knowing what you need to do to come into class because I can make everybody fit in together. I love that. I love that. And I, and I mean, I'll make sure if I come, I'm not coming on Monday or Friday. I'm not trying to do too much. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you, man. I'm messing with you. That's, that's awesome stuff, though. Um, so, cool. Now that we understand, I guess, what you're you're doing there right now as far as services, uh, let me ask you this, right? So, um, how do you guys go about finding newer clients, right? People who are interested in working with you, how do you guys find that typically? Actually, uh I have a contract with the city of Henderson where I go to everybody's house. I get, I'm in the magazine, so I'm getting promoted in the city of Henderson magazine. Whoa. And everybody's house, so everybody, that's how they find out about me. And then word of mouth seems to be the best way that I sure. figured out from right now. It seems like the best way. Yeah. And, and I then think- also I have, a, uh, I have a senior group that I train, which is amazing. And that group shows really? more than... Yes. <laughs> no way. 
They, uh, they show up more than the younger they, folks. Yeah, they there on time, all the time, every day. And they be setting up the class for me. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> they do your job for you too, man. Oh, what my. That, oh, that's great. So what's the age range for the seniors? How old do you have to be? Uh, from, they from 65 all the way up to 83. My 83 is my oldest one. Wow. Congrats to that person. Jeez. Yeah. That's amazing. That yeah, is amazing. Amazing. Yeah, they, and, they, and I got them punching good. You would think they used to know how to box. It's so funny. <laughs> Oh my God, man. no one's gonna mess with them, man. They don't know. They see them on the street. They're like, I got a punch. Oh man. But and I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm sure it's probably great marketing for yourself. I mean, someone who's 83 years old, and it's like, hey, if they can do it, you 27, 28 year olds, why are you not here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Genuinely. Yeah. So wow, that's amazing. They, that, that that is- yeah, I'm in uh Sun City Anthem up here. So they love it. They love it, man. It's a you know, it's a good feeling to see somebody. Some of those people never took boxing, and they did. All of a sudden, they're doing it now, and how much yeah. it changed their life. Right now, they was like, yeah. "Man, I wish I would have saw you 40 years ago." I was like, "Man, I wasn't born 40 some years ago, 45." Wow, yeah, <laughs> and it's true. And Brendan, one thing I want to say for you there. I mean, you know, the business you're in in the fitness industry, you're changing people's lives, and and these people are, you know, I mean. Sorry to say, but on a shoot, they're on the, the tail end of their lives, right? But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, how else? Like those people will never forget that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and you're even though you might not be changing them, but like you'll give them something to remember for the rest of their lives. The you know? Life. And I yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that's a beautiful thing, man. And so um and now I, I think with you know, the method you said with the magazine, that's very unique. And I haven't really heard that too many times here on the podcast. I don't think ever. So uh, with the methods you're using now, how many people do you think you guys typically bring in on like a monthly basis or so? Shoot, on a monthly basis, I can, shoot, I could probably try to get maybe, shoot, 300 people consistently if I can't, even more if it, if everything wow. goes back to how it was, like with the COVID. Yeah. That really messed us gems up. Yeah, and it's true. It's it's a sad thing to say. I mean, the thing, I mean, on a, on a positive note, you're still here. You're still open. You're on the podcast, right? Yeah. That's a big thing there. Um, and then I always like to ask this question too, because I mean, I'm sure you can grow a lot. What what would be the the maximum capacity? Like, where would you guys have to kind of stop? Like, what would be like the maximum amount of clients that you could take on? The maximum amount of clients I could take on right now, uh, I would say I can take on about where I'm at now is 150, unless I get a bigger space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And how much square footage you guys at now? Uh, right now I got uh 3000. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you, yeah, I think it would be yeah. 300 people in 3000. That's a good, that's a good number, but I think anything over that does feel a little, a little pushing it. Um, okay. Yeah, that's great. And I, I think as far as marketing goes, I think that's, that's awesome. I think what you're doing there, um, you're doing a lot of things that like aren't with the magazine and stuff. And I think there's definitely other avenues you could go, but with what you're doing, I think tail on right there. And then let me ask you this, right? So let's take a step back, right? Not to become a client, but let's say someone who's interested. I'm a lead, right? Someone who is like, hmm, I, I, I think I want to join you here, right? Tell me about the, the sales process, right? The client journey, like becoming a client from when I walk in and, hey, I want to join. And it's like, okay, cool. What would happen after that? And how would I become a client? What happened after that? If you walk in and you show interest, uh, yeah. you get the right in, 
either that same day if you come in on time or the next workout day and you get to do the class for free. So then uh, I, um, I like when that happens, I switch the process up and have everybody do boxing first because they thinking in their mind okay. boxing. So we start off boxing and uh, and, I, and pretty much every time that work, that's hook, line and sinker. Yeah. 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 They, okay. Oh, they went ahead and they let out. I'll be explaining it to them how to, uh, you know, just ball your fist up and punch. And I said, just imagine somebody you don't like on that pad. When they get connected. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, get, um, sorry, go ahead, Brendan. I didn't even cut you off there. Yeah. And I say, yeah, they are happy with that one. For sure. I'm sure a lot of people have to hit someone they don't like. You know what I mean? Um, so, or maybe someone like their husband or wife dog. Come on, they're just about to make you get out of here. But, uh, that's the one of the analogy that I use. Imagine if it's your husband there because they say, Oh, I'm gonna beat my husband. Uh, yeah. you. You, so <laughs> you, you, oh, you can't bring them there together though because they're gonna start going at it, man. <laughs> oh my god, all right, awesome, man. And Brandon, so. Now, do you do all the selling yourself? Like you handle all that process yourself or is there someone who takes care of that for you? I handle it all myself. I got a program on my phone that I uh, have wow. them both signed through, through the website. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I remember you said, I'm sorry, yeah, you did say you're a one-man team. So my apologies yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, you're doing it though. You're doing it. With 150 to one, I mean, it's a tough yeah. game. Um, you know what? And, uh, yeah. I have them uh, like spread it out. Like I have... The classes on certain days, my privates are every day throughout the day. And Sunday, I got after 2 p.m., I'm off the rest of the day. So I work pretty much work seven days a week. Wow. Jeez. That's a lot, man. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> seriously. But yeah, I respect the hustle. And I, I want to kind of, I like this question because I like to throw you, uh, in my seat and give yourself the own judgment here, right? So um, let me ask you this, right? There's three main pillars, five pillars in business and fitness, but there's three main ones that drive the business, right? And that's lead generation, right? So marketing, lead acquisition, which is sales, and then retention and ascension, which is basically keeping the client and getting them to spend more money with you. Of those three, uh, which do you feel like you can improve on the most yourself? Uh, probably is, uh, the, la the last one, the retention and attention. Yeah. So, okay. Like, cause I keeping keep, the client I keep, longer. I keep them like, I keep them for about six or eight months. And then I did like, they turn over where they want to come back. They want to take a break and come back, but I would rather them just keep coming. Cause sometimes yeah. some of those persons mind, they think that you can learn boxing in a couple of months. I'm like, no, you can't learn boxing in a couple of months. I'm still learning right now. Like, it's a, yeah, it's a lifetime thing. It's a lifetime That's thing. True. And once they understand that, then they be coming back and then they'll come back. So I'm like, oh, okay, I see. I, I see. I understand. So I'm like, I just, but I keep good enough clients or somebody always referring somebody to me. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So one goes, one stays. And then how do you, how do you guys go about tracking that though? How do you track? the members who are coming in and out? I have a sign-in sheet. Everybody got to sign in with a name, number, and email. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's good. Yeah, so you know exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was consistently. It was not. All right. Yeah. And then um, 
now and then also on the ascension portion of it which is the upsell so how many people buy... what I mean sorry about that okay yeah i was meaning that ascension sale the upsell i was thinking maybe yeah. i can you know uh get some t-shirts or something because this is my brand this is me havoc city yeah yeah, which serves as marketing as well, too. You know, you get some teachers to walk around with it. They're like, oh, wow, like, what's that, you know? Yeah. And, um, good question. That's good. No, that's good stuff. I mean, at least you're aware of that already, right? You know that there's something that you can improve there. I think that's major. I think it is. I think uh, knowing that you could do something to improve there is awesome. And, and I think you will. You know, I think in due time, I think no matter what, everybody figures out something, right? Um, and I always like to ask this question to kind of finish it up here right um what's the bigger picture for for havoc right what what do you want in the next year or five years ten years what do you want to have the bigger picture is to actually have my own brand well like have my own brand is to actually have a bigger facility and has it as like more of a franchise mm, gotcha to, okay like, to, create that, uh, to create that method to create that madness because i because yeah. i see how they have going on out there now like They'd be having like fitness 19s and fitness 19, what I consider people, they work out in there, but they really don't work out in there. It's like they working out for the show and not really pushed yeah. unless you have a trainer. I can understand that. And a lot of people, they can go work out on their own and they can do a good job, but they're not going to push themselves as if somebody else was training. Yeah. So what I, what I be doing is, uh, I'll be pushing the personal trainer experience still, but in an open class. I gotcha. Yeah, I like that. I love that. And that's awesome. I mean, and I think that's a great picture to have, right? Franchising and doing that. And how soon do you want to get there, man? What's the goal for you? What year? Go the goal to get there. I'm going to try to get there by 2024. I like that. Two years, man. A year and a half, even. Because we're almost done with this one. That's awesome stuff, Brandon. Look, well, Awesome. Look, I think that's a pretty good place to start wrapping things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Brandon, shout out your website, man, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever you got, man. Yeah. 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 My uh, website is uh, Havoc City Boxing and Fitness at, uh, g- at gmail.com. And then uh, my Instagram is Brandon Harris at 5425. Facebook is Havoc City Boxing and Fitness LLC. And uh, yeah, anytime. Y'all out this way or somebody come around, just hit your habit, pitch your boy have a go because it will be a workout. That's it. That's it. Look, uh, Brandon, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. Look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in about joining us and talking about your business model within the fitness industry, click the description, fill out the application, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lawrence podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show is Carla from RX Strength in Wichita Falls, Texas. Welcome to the show, Carla. How are you today? I'm good. I'm on vacation. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Love a good vacation. Um, you know, super excited to have you here and super excited to have this time to learn more about your fitness business. But before we really dive into that, I want to thank you for being here today. I think it says a lot about you as a business owner, you know, took some time away on a vacation to stand here and give back to the industry a little bit today. So thank you for that. Um, And really, before we dive into the fun stuff, give us your backstory. What was it that got you started running RX Strength? Okay, Um, long story short, always been very physical person, great shape, got married, had a baby, (laughs) got out of shape for the first time in my life, um, just before 30 and, um, never went to college or anything came from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you know, and, um, when my daughter was born, I remember I held this beautiful, perfect little person that I made. And I was like, I can't say do what I say and not what I did, you know, I just want to be the best person that I could possibly be. And, um, and so I had it in my head that I wanted to go to school, but I had no focus of what I wanted to do. And then, you know, kind of as the baby grew, you finish, you know, the kid food that they don't eat. And, and I got kind of like put on a little bit of weight. But when you're putting on weight, you get really good at not looking at yourself naked. (laughs) And so one time I was getting in the shower and I looked over and I was like, that's not my butt. (laughs) That's my mom's. (laughs) And she didn't take care of herself. So like I, um, it took uh, 18 months to sell our house in Virginia. We were living there. And so um, I was doing the single mom thing because my husband was already stationed in New Mexico. And so I went back to um, an awesome gym that was associated with the hospital that delivered my child. And I had a great OB because he didn't um, give me medication when I was like, you know, I'm kind of freaking out here. I've never had PMS, you know, or whatever. He said, I want you to start an exercise program and I want you to keep a food journal. And then you're gonna come back and see me in 30 days. And so I did. And I like I already started changing and feeling better, and um, and that I discovered this amazing thing, which was like lifting weights. Women needed to know this secret, and so when I got to New Mexico, I started at um, Mexico State University um, because I said nobody's going to take me serious without a degree, and I graduated from high school with a one point nine eight because I was a terrible student. I graduated from college with a 4.0 and that's it. (laughs) Awesome. So you took this experience, like, you know, having your child, you know, you found health and fitness during, you know, the, your child's 
you know, baby years. And Mm -hmm. um, that led to you, you know, finding your passion. And eventually, you know, you moved to Texas, you open up RX Strength. So no, here, let me stop you. Like, okay, so I finished school at Midwestern State University in Texas real quick. And I met a gentleman um, who owned a gym called um, the uh, Wichita Falls Athletic Center. And um, it was a black iron gym, which I love. And I got him to move to the facility he's at now. And you and the people in the gym world probably know him. That is Mark Ripito, who wrote start like starting strength with Lon Kilgore and Glenn Penley, who has since passed away. And uh, so I, I got him. To, I worked out of his facility for nine years. And then um, he got in with Greg Glassman. So I know Mr. Glassman who started CrossFit and I was going more down the road of training one-on-one and he was into the more classes and stuff like that. And he's since broken is doing his own thing, starting strength. So that's how I started RX Strength. Um, Exciting. Yeah. A lot of really cool connections there during time um and so oh yeah you know that's a really cool story you know what led you to the point where you're at today so you know what I want to do now Carla is you know have you give our listener your elevator pitch who are you guys at RX Strength what are the services that you provide kind of paint that picture for us okay um as far as gyms go we're like cheers we're small comfortable everybody knows your name everybody's there welcoming because they're all there for the same goal is to look and feel better be stronger and we service anyone my youngest client was three my oldest was 92 and I've trained athletes non-athletes I've coached I've coached special olympics as a family for um, powerlifting for 11 years. Um, and we also offer chiropractic care and I do, uh, sports massage therapy and medical massage, um, as well. Great. So is the bread and butter of what you guys do that one-on-one kind of training? Absolutely. That's our focus. We try, we don't try to do like, Oh, we're going to do this aerobic class and this step class and this, you know, we just focus on what we're good at. And, um, we don't fill up the gym with a bunch of people. Like most of the time when you're in there, there might be one person working out on their own, but everybody else is with their trainer or with Dr. Ellen mass, uh, is her last name now. But uh, it's just, it, I think that the biggest obstacle that a lot of people have walking into a gym is it's very, very intimidating. And so I am very, very protective of the atmosphere of RX strength in that you should feel comfortable walking in there if you are 500 pounds or if you're as big as this pinky, mm-hmm. if you're young if you're athletic, if you're old. I have 80 80 year olds that squat below parallel and still deadlift. It's awesome. 
Yeah, definitely. I love the idea that you guys truly sound like you're really able to help anybody. And, you know, it sounds like you have like a large melting pot of clients. It's not a specific Mm -hmm. kind of demographic. It sounds like you're working with a lot of different clientele. And that's really wonderful that you're able to do that. And that's something that excites you. Yeah, Um, it's never boring. (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you this, like size wise, how many employees you have? How many clients you guys have? How busy are you? Like, give us a picture of what that looks like for you. Okay. Um, like right now, post COVID, um, it's just me and one other trainer and then Dr. Ellen, who's the chiropractor. And then I also do massage, but I have at times in the past had I think at the most four other trainers and another massage therapist. Um, it's been very difficult uh, post COVID to, to get uh, trainers. And plus, cause I'm very picky. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want like fake blonde, fake tan, fake boobs, <laughs> you know, like tattoos all over. Like, I want people to feel super comfortable coming in there. And I have a lot of older conservative clients. Um, we also have some, some great young people. Like we have a, a, a kiddo who he's about to graduate early from the high school there in Wichita Falls. And it looks like he's going to go play uh, football at Texas A&M. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Okay. So, um, you know, obviously the hiring has been a little bit of a problem for you, but are you guys at a point where you're pretty much maxed out, like your schedule and the other trainers' schedules are pretty much maxed out right now? Absolutely. We are full up. Um, in fact, I said to Mason, my other trainer, I said, okay, we need to hire a, a younger female trainer because I'm old. <laughs> and, um, and and I said, but she can't cause drama. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, and he goes, that's the problem, Carla, you know, so. Yeah, I know. Um, but, like, we want to find somebody who's upbeat, no drama. Like, like, I love the atmosphere. It's like, sometimes I'm training two people at a time. Mason might be training two people at a time or one person and all of our people are cutting up you know, and joking and telling jokes that we're talking about what's going on in the world. And it's, it's just a great atmosphere. And um, we just, we started off the new year with um, a weight loss challenge for the new year, new year, new you. And it ended on tax day. And um, we had six men who did it and 12 women that participated and so if you made your goal you had to make a goal and if you made your goal you got half your money back it was a hundred dollars and then so the there were several women that got their money back none of the men got their money back except for one the guy who won and he got a five hundred dollar pot and um the the woman who won the the weight loss challenge got um, $1,050 and she was so excited. She's 84 years old. (laughs) That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Okay. That's really awesome. So it sounds like, you know, your schedules right now are maxed out. You're looking like the next step might be, you know, hiring, but like when you guys are acquiring clients, where are you finding your clients from? 
you know, um, I've done some advertising in the past. I'm getting ready to do it again. I actually won an Addy Award for our area. Um, I put together um, uh, a series of black and white commercial, like little vignettes, and I did bookends. It was very cool. And so I would show a person, like I showed Addy, like Addy my, one of my 80-year-olds that squats perfectly. I mean, she's like a poster child. So she's squatting, right? And, um, and then I show her like, you know, it's like all you hear is a heartbeat, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And then it's Mark Ripito's voice because he has a fantastic voice. <laughs> so he's my old mentor, you know? And he, um, he says, you know, train for strength, train for life, you know? And so it like, and then it shows her like squatting down and picking up a laundry basket. Okay, I showed another woman who um, was raising her grandchild. And so she's doing a kettlebell swing and then it shows her picking up her grandson at the park, you know, you yeah. know just stuff like that, you know? And yeah. so it, it won an award and uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm very blessed in that I don't have to do a lot of advertising um, because we're pretty much run full all the time. Like right now we have, I think it's 98 clients between the two of us. <laughs> and, um, and so, and sometimes we have a waiting list. And so we'll, we're trying to find a good fit for us. We need somebody who's fun and upbeat and no drama. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I, I I kind of want to go back to the advertising thing because I think that's huge that you created this advertisement that you know won awards. It was obviously great. Where were you placing that advertisement? Was it a photo posted somewhere? Like how did that work? Um, that was on TV, and I picked specifically. Um, I think it was Sports Center like commercials and it would be, it was like a 30 second clip and then somebody else's and then another 30 second clip. So they call it a bookend. And um, the black and white was very striking. I designed it, you know, and, um, and then that heartbeat and then Rip's voice was, it just caught people's attention. I did it um, during the news you know, and, and, and the things that, you know, our targeted clientele, you know, um, oh, afternoon shows, like, I think it was like Oprah or, you know, some of those things like that. Cause you know, there's those moms that, you know, are where I was a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay, cool. So, you know, you, you're really in a place right now where you feel like you don't have to really do a lot of advertising to pull people in your schedules are, are booked right up yeah word so, of mouth is the best yeah yeah word of mouth is great I mean in the industry it does a lot for us you know our clients love us and trust us so much they go out into the community and talk about us and we grow that way and we don't really have to spend a dollar um so we love word of mouth but also at the same time like there's only so much word of mouth and we can't control the speed at which word of mouth happens so like sometimes you yeah. might get like 10 new clients through word of mouth in a six month period. And then the next six months, you might get two. You can't really control how quickly that happens. All we can, all we actually can control is the way that we treat our clients and hope that, you know, they go out and talk about us. So, um, you know, 
it, since you're not really looking to acquire new clients right now, at least not until you can bring on another staff member, um, mm-hmm. just about, you know, the attrition, the retention, like how long are people typically sticking with you? Um, I have people that I've been training for 17 plus years. <laughs> wow. They followed me from Rick's gym and I'm at my facility. I'm going on my 15th year. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. so you know, people are sticking around and, and, and for you, what do you feel like helps these clients stay with you for the long haul? Like what's that secret sauce? Okay, the secret sauce is results, okay? And making them part of your family. They, like, every single one of them is, you know, a personal friend, a a family member of mine. When COVID hit, I had older clients that were afraid to go out to the grocery store. So I went grocery shopping for them. Um, also I, I have a soft spot for people that are morbidly obese. Okay. And so I have in the past, um, gone to the grocery store with them. I've gone to their homes and showed them how to prepare meals. You know, it's that go in the extra mile, you know, and really, um, I guess that's why I hired Mason because he cares and he has that same retention that I do. It's not, we don't have a revolving door of clients. I mean, they come, they stay, <laughs> somebody has to pass away for you to get a spot. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, I, I, I'm, I'm very blessed. What can I say? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's huge. You know, retention is a big piece of a successful business, right? You have to mm-hmm. keep clients sticking around and have a high retention rate to see success, you know, in revenue, see success and results for your clients, all these good things. So I love to kind of touch on that. But the next topic that I would like to discuss here, you know, because I think our, our listeners can pull a lot of value is, you know, what's your bottleneck? What's that one thing that's like, you know, a challenge for you and what are you working on doing to kind of overcome that? Um, finding good trainers. Okay. Cause we're a small town. We're two hours North of Dallas and we're two hours South of Oklahoma city. Okay. We have a university that has an exercise physiology program so I can get interns and, um, and then I get a lot of people where I'm the stepping stone for them to go off and move off to Dallas or Oklahoma City or Austin, Texas, you know, um, because, you know, they were only here to go to school, you know, and so that, that's been the sticky wicket, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. It's just, like I said, it's a small town and like I mean trainers are a dime a dozen excellent trainers are a rare diamond and when you find one you treat them very very well and you keep them so that's what I try to yeah I think you know somebody can look perfect on paper right you know they have the certifications that you're looking for they have the degree that you're looking for but It's all about, you know, does this person have people skills? Does this person, is this person going to fit in with, 
our clientele? Is this person going to fit in with our staff? Is this going to be a long-term, you know, employment situation? Or is this person kind of looking for something on the side? These are all important things that you kind of have to like look into as you are hiring somebody. So what has that process looked like for you so far? Do you have applications out there? Like where are you currently seeking, you know, trainers? Um, I have a personal relationship with um, some of the professors at the college. And, and um, so I usually like just put the word out, you know, like I need someone. I talked to Dr. Wyatt actually about two weeks ago. I said, hey, we're full up. We need we need some trainers. Um, but if you could ask them if this is what they want to do, you know, and not something else like um, a, a, a lot of people coming out of that want to go into a clinical situation, um, which I, I I worked in while I was going to school, which is actually quite, kind of boring, <laughs> where uh, if you come and, I mean, we have a little bit of everything, so you can never be bored. Uh, like, you know, helping, helping an older person be able to pick up a case of water at Sam's and put it in their cart, <laughs> you've changed their life. They're, you know, tasks of daily living become much easier when you're strong and it's just there's so much value in that and you can work with athletes at our place you know we got our cyclists we've got you know kids going off to play college football um at a a few years back most of our kids have aged out and so I haven't gotten back into coaching but we had an Olympic weightlifting team um, it was gifted to me from Glenn Penley, who was one of the top Olympic coaches in the world. And um, he has since passed away two years ago. And um, my daughter and I haven't got back into it because I don't know, it just with him being gone, it, it was like a, a gut punch. But uh, I do like the coaching aspect. Um, I've I'm probably going to wind up volunteering as um, the strength coach for my granddaughter's t-ball team. (laughs) I did my daughter's basketball team when she was about five or six years old because they couldn't make baskets. (laughs) Wow. Okay. And uh, by, by the end, they were making them. You have this passion for for training and strength and conditioning. It's it's so it's so obvious, and I'm glad that you're able to kind of put that to use with your career. Um, so, final question that I have for you here, Carla, before we kind of hop off of here is, you know, what do you see being the end goal for RX Strength? Obviously, you know, I know that you want to help people, right? Mm-hmm. But this is also a business. So, what? are your business goals for your facility? Okay, I'm glad you asked that because um, we, we just need one more person full up and um, I'm ready to expand. I, I'm, I either want to buy a building or build a building. Mm-hmm. And then um, I actually, one of my clients, his son um, prepares franchise manuals and I would like to franchise RX strength. And if we, if we had enough trainers, I think it'd be really cool to make it a co-op. Okay. Cause like I, I make great money, you know, I, I have no need to make more and more and more, but 
I mean, that being said, it is a business, right? But I have, my goal has always been to make being a personal trainer a career that you can live on and you can expand. And um, so I, I just think it would be really cool to have other little satellite RX strengths like in other towns around Texas and maybe beyond um, where I went and I found that person kind of like me, a self-starter, you know, like a lot of times we get trainers and they want us to, and you can, you can just, just from the fall off of people calling because I don't have an opening, you can, you can get clients. But I want that person like Mason, Mason's building his own reputation and people are coming there to train with Mason. I love that, you know? Uh, and um, so I want to make little clones of Mason and Carla and, and have that, this is what we focus on. We're not doing training. We're not doing CrossFit. We're not doing, we're not doing the whole big gym facility. You know, um, I far like you've been on my website, the R with the barbell through it. I have that, um, service marked and trademarked and I designed that myself. Um, because I, I was sitting there thinking, my incorporation name is Strength Acquisitions Incorporated. That's too long. You know, you need something catchy. And so I thought, well, I do prescription exercise. That's what I do. So, and it just popped into my head. And so I came up with that, that R with the barbell through it. And so people, like, I should have brought a shirt, but I was on vacation. So. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But I, I love it, and I actually have my eye on a building right now, um, actually two buildings, like, you know, that I can modify, and they're just a little bit more square footage so that we can allow a little bit more membership, okay? And then I would like the co-op, I would like everybody to just pitch in on the overhead, and I can make money on my training and the gym membership and everybody makes money and everybody's happy and everybody can like span their career. And then when they're ready to go, then they can maybe franchise out if they're ready to go somewhere else. Since that's my problem is South and North migration. It's like, Hey, you want to open an RX strength? Yeah, I got it. Okay. That's awesome. Well, thank you yeah. for sharing that. I think that's a wonderful goal moving forward and mm -hmm. you've done, you've, you've been super successful, you know, thus far with what you you've done with RX strength. So very excited to see how you're able to, to grow it. Where can our listeners find you online on social media, your website, et cetera. Um, so that they can go ahead and check out all you have to offer. Okay. Um, let's see. My website is rxstrengthtrainingwf.com. Um, and that's our website. Um, we do have Facebook, but I never go on there. I'm, I'm a total like social media geek. My goal is to hire somebody to do that for me. <laughs> like you're lucky you got me on this zoom call. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm sure our listeners will go check out your website. And, you know, Carla, thank you for being here, especially while you're on vacation. Big, big. Hey, thanks note. for having me. Yeah. I appreciate your time. And for our listeners, thank you guys as well. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.